Come on. Derek Lunson is the president and CEO of Life Guides. They're an organization growing a community for sharing life experiences and empathy. And now, finally, a guest on Lifeblood Maximize. Welcome, Derek. Thank you, George. Good to be with you and your audience. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on. Derek, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Absolutely. So on a personal level, I recently relocated to Phoenix, uh, Arizona, just just before the pandemic started. And my wife and we've got two young children. I have a three-year-old daughter and an 18-month-old son. And we're actually expecting our third child in October of this year. So it's been it's been lots of fun times here at our house with little kids. Uh, and I'm from the East Coast originally, grew up in New Jersey, kind of lived all over that area in New York, Philadelphia. Um, and have been in the entrepreneurship world for the better part of a decade now, really finding businesses that support health, education, and the intersection of those areas with technology. Uh, and that's what brought me into, into Life Guides. I had been an early investor in Life Guides, and then I uh, was invited to the CEO role um, shortly before I moved my family to Phoenix. And uh, you mentioned a little bit about what Life Guides does, but I'm happy to talk more about it. But, but for as far as my why, uh, is all about helping people live happier, healthier lives, how we're helping them to live the most happy, healthy version of their life that they can. And that has been something that has drawn me in my career uh, consistently. And Life Guides has been a platform to, to do that uh, at a larger level. And so that's a big driver for, for me. And ultimately, I, want to, I, I do it because I want to create a healthier world so that my children and our children um, have that opportunity to to do that with their lives, right? And so that, that that's, people are, are creating a better future. I love it. So that, that, uh, that, that I, th- I think that it probably speaks really volumes about the company when somebody invests in it and then they believe in it enough to then actually become the CEO of it. Thank you. Yeah, I, I agree. I, and, it's, and to your point, when I invested in it, I, I really felt a strong pull towards it. I just felt like it was aligned very much with that, that mission which you talked about. Uh, and then, yeah, over the last few years, we've progressed to a point where uh, it was really appealing for me to step in and help operate and grow and scale the company. Yeah. And this intersection of technology and healthy living, human flourishing, whatever term we want to use, I, I think it does present su- such an exciting opportunity Wealth Guides, is, or rather Life Guides, is structured in a way you have um, a handful of really key areas. How did mm-hmm. you, if, if, if you want to walk me through the different areas and why you decided to focus on those? Yeah, so the, the, to your comment or your question, George, when we first started building the business and or testing the idea of this, what we'll refer to as peer-to-peer or human-to-human support, right? the idea that someone who's been through an experience that they could be a resource or a guide for you on the path. Um, we, we started testing this in the space of caregiving um, for the aging population. So parents who had been through a dementia process or, or similar type of, of aging process because we saw that population shifting and, and growing. And we, and we obviously know with boomers growing, that will be a, an emerging and growing segment of the, of the market over the next decade or two. Um, and so that became a good testing ground for this idea. Is, is there a model for peer-to-peer support as we refer to it? And what we found is that and this was kind of what we anticipated, but was kind of proven true, 
is that there's many areas, quote unquote, life challenges that people would like to receive support. And, and that could range from everything from, you know, a divorce to something positive, maybe having a new parent for the first time, or, you know, in the world of where we've been last year, a sudden job change or concern about people's health as a result of the pandemic, right? All these different areas are topics that have arisen, but ultimately it kind of comes down to, um, you know, a few major areas of one's life, you know, family, health, career, uh, you know, aging and relationships and, and just kind of some, and a variety of different subtopics within those. And so we've now kind of built out our framework to address this whole continuum of what we call thriving to quote unquote suffering and, and really meeting the member or the, the person or the employee where they are in that continuum, whether they're in a place of real struggle and they need, you know, help getting through that, or they're in a place that's positive in their life and they want to reinvest in their growth and, and also be a mentor for others. Uh, that's really what we're creating with Life Guides. Nice. Well, that makes all sense in the world to me. And certainly I have a, an appreciation for the challenges that caregivers face um, just at, at, at really every level, physical challenges, the mental, the emotional, um, so that it started from there certainly does make sense. And also that you've made the decision to um, to add the, uh, the all those different life transitions that we all go through because those are really hard. Mm-hmm. Why the decision to um, to offer this, and, and perhaps you do offer it to just regular folks, but I think it's yep. primarily offered through um, through employers. That's correct. So in the process, so when I had been an investor, actually, this was part of the process I got to watch as an observer. So we actually tested in our go-to-market strategy a direct-to-market approach and a business-to-business approach. Uh, you know, go to market approach um, to see which we thought would be better. And ultimately we chose to go the B2B route. So, and I'll, and I'll kind of give the reason why, what we, what we believe to be the driver from that. So this area around seeking support, uh, if you use a context like, you know, therapy or other emotional providers, you know, there's obviously been a stigma around that. Obviously that's been shifting over the last decade and even especially over the last 18 months, but it's not been common or mainstream, if you will, to be vulnerable uh, and to receive support. And um, we we felt that in order for us to reach the market quickly, and we've kind of validated this, that by going to the players and the organizations that could drive change in a big way, i.e. employers, that were to say, hey, we recognize the importance of mental health. We recognize the importance of emotional well-being. We recognize the the importance of making sure that our people have adequate resources wherever and whenever they are, uh, and we can give this to them in a way that's not in any way invasive to their lives. We want to do that, right? And so it allows us to essentially sponsor the provision of care to to people, uh, and and to basically just help them make the choice that I want to receive care, right? So we've removed any type of limitation around cost, around access, around any other conditions. And it really comes down to the choice. Am I willing to quote unquote go there and, and also see where I have my own journey of life and be willing to receive support in that area. And uh, so we've just really simplified how one goes through that journey. And we believe in time as enough people of, of enough employers and enough employee families of employers are using the service, it will naturally open up more of a broad consumer market as well. Um, but it's, we've really seen it as this kind of two phase approach. Yeah, well, it certainly does make sense. And removing as many of the barriers or getting rid of whatever friction you can. And you sort of talked about, uh, the cost, the access, uh, the stigma, 
once you start removing those and all that's left is just the decision to take advantage of it and that employers are paying for it on their employees' behalf, I think is 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 is, is a pretty cool thing. So I think that that's great. How how are you actually delivering then the um, the relationship? Absolutely, that's a great question too, George. So we've we've built a technology platform, uh, and it's built on this concept that, we, that we've trademarked called intelligence assistance. So if you think about the whole idea right now around artificial intelligence, we've taken this idea as how do we use data in such a way that it augments human capabilities around connection, relationships, trust, and rapport around these different areas. Right? How do we create trust essentially quickly between people so they can be vulnerable and to receive the support that they need. That's what we've built. And so we built a technology platform that allows people to interact with a quote unquote guide through scheduled video calls, phone calls, chat message conversations, small group communities that are facilitated by guides on these different topics, or passively consume content in various formats, podcasts, videos, content they can read. Um, They will help, you know, provide resources on that in that area. Um, and we've set it up in such a way that we learn about confidentially and anonymously how people are using the service in what frequency and what format and what topical areas people are seeking the most support, what ratings it's receiving relative to their, you know, desired emotional state or current emotional state. And that allows us to then use that data in a way that, that improves the experience for members. So to kind of give a corollary, if you think about Match.com for dating, you, know, you fill out your profile, you fill in details and attributes about what you're seeking in a mate, and then the software recommends potential partners, this is the same. You know, I fill in information about the topic or challenge that I would like support, uh, why I'm seeking support in that space, and then the software will make recommendations on a few potential quote-unquote guides that a member can choose from, and then they can schedule you know, sessions uh, at their at their choice at their choosing with those guides, and they can kind of they can develop kind of a, an intentional relationship, much as you would with, you know, a therapist or a counselor. Or they can seek different perspectives as well, right? They can go in and, and talk to different guides and get different points of view or different ideas. Uh, and the member has the ability to choose what what makes the most sense for their for their needs or their style of how they like to learn and apply those lessons. Nice. So big data plus tech plus empathy and, and, and the human connection equals really the results and also allows you to to scale and serve lots of people. Exactly. Well said. Nice. What's been most what's what's been I, I guess most rewarding and encouraging for you? And then the flip side, what's been most frustrating as you've been working on this? Yeah, so the most encouraging part, I mean, again, back to this primary idea is it's peer-to-peer, right? The idea that or it's, it's a, a humans helping other humans. That's been really encouraging. So the demand to be a guide has been way, far greater than we thought. So there's mm-hmm. the, the cool part about humanity, especially with what we've all collectively experienced over the last 12 months, is that there's a lot of people who really just genuinely want to help other people. And we get to see that trait in so many different people from so many different walks of life and backgrounds. And that's been really rewarding. And also just this acknowledgement of the, what I'll call the, you know, not, I won't call it, but what's called the human condition, right? This acknowledgement of just, we've all been through stuff. We're all going to go through stuff and that there's a need and, and a way that we can connect people more effectively. And I think that's been one of the biggest cool takeaways of this whole process and, and makes me optimistic for the future. Uh, around what that looks like. Um, and I think that, so that, that's that piece. On the, on the frustrating side, I think it just goes back to, you know, when you're building out a new market, when you're building out a new idea, uh, 
you know, and I've done that before, you obviously are, are reaching, uh, especially when you sell the companies, they, they, they buy or they historically made buying decisions in certain ways. And so you're, you're changing the framework for how companies make a purchasing decision and why they make a purchasing decision. And so, you know, the process to build that up and to, and to, you know, convert them is part of the, the heavy lifting. And so I wouldn't say it's necessarily a frustration, but it's acknowledgement of that's the work, right? In order to, to make a market, if you will, there's a lot of work that goes into defining that and then messaging and creating it. And, and we're in that stage. Yeah. Fascinating. Sort of, uh, knowing that you have this, this thing, which is immensely valuable and impactful and just trying to figure out how to get people to have the light bulb turn on and then, and, and then take advantage of it. That is whatever term you want to use, kind of making the sausage. Nobody really wants to know how it's made. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. It just tastes good, right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. What are there, and obviously you've been, I think that you've been the, the CEO and president for, for going on four years or so. So you had plenty of time before COVID, but then obviously this last year has been unique. Um, has have, have, have there been shifts in what's popular or what's sort of needed more so? Yeah, so two things. So one, I actually was – I've only been in the CEO role for about uh, 15 months, um, but I had been an investor for about four years ago. So to your point, I got to see the whole process. So I actually stepped into the CEO role just before COVID happened. Uh-huh. So I had the opportunity to essentially be commercializing this company during the pandemic and so i've seen a ton of lessons some of which we expected others which we didn't over the last um period of time um so yeah but it's been fascinating to be watching both as an external advisor to the company and now being uh you know quote unquote having the helm and and really leading the company through a lot of uncertainty and also a tremendous opportunity for us to live our mission which is to help people right i think at the end of the day we're a benefit corporation our mission is to help people live happier, healthier lives and reduce their unnecessary struggle and suffering. Right? And our goal is to do that for a billion people, touch a billion people's lives over the next 15 years. And so this time, this convergence of all the things that have happened over the last year with, with the pandemic only has brought to the forefront why a service like Life Guides is so important and valuable. And I think that there's a recognition and an awareness both from individual people and from their employers on why they need to be able to take care of their mental and emotional health more effectively. And it's okay. And that, that applies to every level of a person within an organization, right? yeah. where you are, whether you're, you know, just coming out of school and joining a company for the first time, or you've been with the company for a long time, or you're, you know, it doesn't, doesn't make a difference whether you're an executive or a new hire. Uh, everyone has the needs of emotional and mental health and health and well-being. You know, hopefully you find yourselves at that inflection point between a time where people are way open to or way more open. There's so much less of a stigma, what you touched on when we got started here about mental health and and recognizing that there's a need for it, um, which I'm, 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 I'm confident will be the case. So uh, I think we talked about how uh, this is employer paid, I, I believe. Um, yes. Is this an extremely expensive program? How does that work? It's incredibly affordable, actually. It's it's So to your point the price that we charge employers essentially boils down to $4 per employee family per month. So for less than $50 for the year, a company can give their people unlimited access to our network and platform um, to receive care in whatever topic or topics that they, that they need. And again, that includes the employee, their spouse or our partner, as well as any adults who are in their home. Uh, Cause again, we are, our, our focus is on making sure people get the support 
care resources that they need. Um, so we've intentionally made it very affordable. So again, when you contrast it with even a single session of therapy or counseling or, you know, on the other side, uh, performance coaches or other uh, life coaches, you know, we've, we've priced it in such a way that uh, it's it borders on irresponsible not to offer this. I love it. Well, Derek, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? I think put yourself in the shoes of other people. Right? I, I find you know, we talked about the concept of empathy early on, George. You mentioned it in the introduction. I find myself reflecting on it a lot, especially even more so now than, than I had even prior to this stage. And I, and I think about where people are, how people are experiencing this moment in time. There, there's such a there's such a pattern. In my opinion, there's such a pattern now of fear in our culture. Some of it's justified. Some of it has just been built in our collective consciousness over the last year. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty from you know just the environment to the financial stability of our system to our leadership and so many different pieces. And it's really important to take that moment to really put ourselves in our fellow man and woman's shoes and really imagine and, and, and understand and consider what they're experiencing and how they're experiencing it so that we can be better teammates, better partners, better better friends, stewards uh, to each other. And I think that if we start doing more of that, really prioritizing that, I think we will all be a lot better off for it. And hopefully Life Guys can be a tool to that, to that future. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets Come on. Come on. Derek, thank you so much for coming out. Where can people learn more about you? How can companies engage with Life Guides? Uh, they can check us out on lifeguides.com as well as on all their social media channels and I'm um, happy to connect with anybody as well on those channels. Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Derek your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to lifeguides.com, check out the great resources and learn more about bringing it to your company. Thanks good Derek. Thank you, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show.